Hello and welcome, siblings of the storm, to another Tempest Runners transmission, the show where we talk about everything High Republic. I'm Sam. I am Liz. I'm Annie. And I am Mike. And if you aren't already, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel. It'll, it would really help us out. And leave a comment and leave a like. Everything like that would really, really help us out. So, first things first, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Martian Rowe, the big baddie villain of the High Republic, the leader of the Nihil, the Eye of the Nihil. He's the man, he's the myth, he's the legend, and we're talking about his backstory today. I think many people have theories about Martian and what he's all about and where his story's going to go. So I don't think we're going to be short of opinions here. So let's, let's just start right off the bat. Manny, what is your take on the Martian Rose story and what do you think is involved with his history to do with like the hints we might have of his past? So I've only read Light of the Jedi so far. I'm working on the, the comics and the other books. Just started those. So there may be some information that contradicts my thoughts. Good disclaimer. If so, I'll address that next next episode. <laughs> but uh, so some ideas I have. So I think that Martian or his family are in some way related to the Sith Ooh. because at the very at the end, his whole uh, Jedi torture corruption chamber feels like a like something. Did he mention that it was like something his uh his family told him if he ever captured a Jedi? If I remember correctly, he said yeah he said his family or his people have a lot of experience dealing with Jedi. Yeah, he, I think he was, he was like in a torture chamber where it was like, I need you to not be able to like gather your thoughts. I need you to be in a perpetual state of pain. Right, which is which right. is really fucked up, by the way. It's really horrible. Yeah, so I think that's that's a relic from... So we, so we know that the Old Republic lore is is sort of canon. So, so crackpot theory. So I think definitely he's going to be tied to the Sith. And maybe... They'll use that connection to launch an Old Republic series once the High Republic is finished up. That's smart, that would be smart. But, but if they don't do that, instead, crackpot theory, he's going to turn into Darth Plagueis so that they can connect it to the prequels and they can get the prequel community to be like, whoa, this is actually a prequel book, and then ah. everybody will read it. But then people will be like, well, it wasn't like the Legends prequel book, so therefore... Not canon. No, no, they're they're gonna get they're gonna get James Lucino to write a Martian <laughs> okay, Road yeah. book and just make it Plagueis too. They're gonna rewrite sure. the whole thing, but not make him a immune or a, a mun uh, this time yeah. around. He's a, yeah, he's, he's just gonna a be different. It's gonna be a huge plot twist. Yeah, yeah, and think about it. We have Darth Maul. Darth Maul had a criminal syndicate, right? Mm. So may, maybe he he was inspired by uh, Plagueis, who had his own criminal syndicate. And he wanted to be like him. Because you know how, like, supposedly George Lucas's original plan of the sequel was to have Maul as like the the crime syndicate leader. That was an idea he had, yeah. Right. Which I'm not going to state my opinion on that idea, and I hope my silence on it speaks volumes about what I think of that idea. But I'm just going to say that I think done in isolation with someone like Martian Rowe, that could actually work, and and maybe they are kind of doing that. Maybe the Nihil are simply the, the kind of phase one villains, and we're going to see him expand out his criminal empire throughout the course of the thing. So yeah, you might you might be right about that, uh, Manny. Yeah, I, I do think that in some way, this has mm. to lead into the rise of the Sith in the prequels. Because that's where, that's where this is all going in 200 years. Yeah. And there's that Acolyte TV show, that's something about right. the dark side. I, I mean, at the very least, Martian Rowe has something to do with the dark side. He could, his family could be like the Night Sisters on Dathomir. Yeah, like kind of linked to the Force. Yeah, like they're linked. Not... They're not officially Jedi or Sith, but they sure. they're up to stuff. I but I think that. it'd be I think it'd be a bigger impact if he's revealed to be a Sith or 
His hmm. family used to be in the Sith Empire or something like that. The thought definitely crossed my mind. A uh, family with a with a history of dealing with Jedi, losing their empire, and the staff he had with engravings on it kind the of rod, reminded the me rod. the rod that reminded me of the mural in Palpatine's office of the That's of the war. That's what I said. That's literally was, was that, what was, I is, told I know his mural is of an ancient war, and he has a ton of Sith artifacts yeah, in his office. Sith war. At least in Legends, he had a ton of Sith artifacts in his office, and for sure. that was weird. So that 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 also that connection also came up. I could totally see that being him being like a Sith, maybe becoming Darth Plagueis. That would be like a a definite twist that would get people amped. I feel like that would be like a big thing. Yeah, or maybe the, the Jedi he captured becomes his apprentice, and then he becomes Darth Plagueis. Loading Great Storm is Darth Plagueis. Everybody's Darth Plagueis. Everyone's Darth Plagueis. He's gonna show up. He's gonna show up. That's a given. So might as well make it a twist. Well, I have a theory about Loden Greatstorm, what, what Loden Greatstorm, that will tie into my uh, my explanation. Do you have anything more to add, Manny, about your little your little theory about the, the Plagueis theory? Or Yeah, no, no, it's all Darth Plagueis. It always has been. I, I like it. I do like it. Let's go Liz next. What's your theory on Martian Roe? It's pretty much the same. I think he's descended from Sith royalty. Mm. Everything was like the Acolyte show, and like we know the Acolyte show is going to be like a High Republic, but like Sith-based High Republic. And like towards the end of it as well? Yeah, exactly. So like it's it just all lines up with the Sith rising, and then what we know now, prequels sure. happening. It just all fits in the timeline that we know. My first indication of that was the um, markings on his staff when I was listening to it. I was listening yeah. to it with Manny, and... Like, the Sith markings that we see... Where do we see them at? Um, I know there's, like, a book in Galaxy's Edge. Um, it ha- It's just, like, a notebook, but inside are, like, the Sith letters, like, the alphabet. And that's exactly what I imagined when I, like, thought of the stuff. Yeah. Although the stuff could yeah. be, like, completely different. Um, and I think it did say it had, like, markings of pictures and stuff like that on it. I um, thought, if I remember correctly, it, it had, like, faces? Yeah, it had it? it had faces. Like, screaming faces. Yeah, and that's when I thought of the picture in Palpatine's office. Yeah. Or, like, that mural thing. Right. Yeah, again, I think Sith royalty, he's gonna probably make that Jedi his apprentice, and, uh, or at least corrupt him, or do some weird, like, Sith voodoo thing on him you know sure or maybe just well, torture him and kill him i don't know <laughs> it is interesting i have a theory on what he's going to do with Logan grace dump but i'll get onto that later it is interesting that he doesn't seem to have any force powers as of yet at least not in tra- a traditional sense instead of maybe this is this is separate to my theory by the way but one theory I did have while reading the book was that i thought that maybe instead of having Logan great be his apprentice what if he wants Logan great to be his master and he's ah, trying to corrupt him. That is an interesting twist. I love it. Him. Yeah. That makes sense because he doesn't have a teacher. Right. He de- like maybe he feels all this power inside himself, but he mm. doesn't know how to use it. Right. So and that's he's, exactly. he's scared to like use it in front of the other people because, you know, they hate Jedi. That's yeah, what yeah. he taught them to hate Jedi. But then right. if he corrupts one of them and makes them teach him, then he could be like, oh yeah, we're powerful now, we literally have their power, but we rule can use two. it for whatever we want. Rule of three yeah. becomes the rule of two, you know? He's gonna yeah. fucking chop off uh, Lorna D's head and Panator's head, and he's gonna rule with Loden Greatstorm and become the Sith, you know? Maybe, I think maybe. once he learns everything from Loden, he'll probably kill him. That's literally the rule of two, but I feel like uh, once he learns basics, he probably will just off him. Potentially. Yeah. At least I'm hoping. I want to see bloodshed in this. Like I know we have already, but I want to see some major characters die. 
Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like I feel like when the characters, you know, one of my big problems with Light of the Jedi was I feel like in terms of the heroes, the protagonists. It wasn't really like a centered story, and I feel like when characters died, I know. See, I have seen people say, "Oh man, I was so destroyed when Jorah Molly died, or when the Duros Jedi died." I can't even remember her name. But to me, it was like they just felt like side characters. Hey, and... she had a sticker in the Great Jedi Rescue. Yo, book. yeah. Well, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> she has her place in the story, mind you. If she had a sticker, I apologize. Therefore, yeah, that, that's another main character. main character. They have a sticker, but she still died. I think that it's trying to show a lot of death of characters we are not yet um, attached to. It's trying to doing the it's trying to do the Game of Thrones thing, right? Where it's like anyone can die, no yeah. Safe. And then like in the beginning, it's like these n- not nobodies, but um, these characters we aren't attached to die first, sure. and then it's like okay, everyone's dying, and then we have a battle, and then like, oop, a main character dies. Oh, right, what's right. gonna happen? In a horrific like, way. Gets and beheaded. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I just finished reading the IDW comics. Um, yeah, I haven't read those yet, so... Yeah, we them. do we do get some uh, Nihil uh, shenanigans... Spoilers, by the way. ...in there, and it's pretty it's pretty good. I mean, um, I won't ruin what the uh, plot twist is going to mm. be, but... Um, oh, there are... Are you saying there's plot twists not, in this Not comic? a plot twist, okay. but... Because uh, I've not read the comics yet, so... Yeah, you, you need to read them. It's really good so far. We will be doing episodes discussing the comics, and especially once they come out. So, you know, anyone that's listening in the audience into the comics and wants to hear us talk about them, don't worry. Fully on the, the comic train, just right now. The only thing I've read from High Republic, ironically doing a podcast about it, is uh, is Light of the Jedi so far. But I, I will catch up on, on many of the other stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, anything anything else you want to add, Liz? Just hoping uh, Sith royalty... You want it to, like, connect to, like, a bit the bigger picture. Yes, I want it to connect to the bigger picture. Okay, yeah, I respect that, I respect that. Nice, I like it, I love it. Uh, What about you, Mike? Do you have any any thoughts (laughs) on Martian Bro? I do, and in fact, it may be a bit derivative of uh, Liz and Manny, but you know what? It's got some some nuances to it. Hey, we're three for three so far, we're three for three, so we could be be onto something. Yes, uh, definitely. So we gotta remember that the whole, like, point of Project, uh, Project, uh... Project Luminous, right? Project Luminous, is that this is gonna be pre-prequels, it's gonna be showing us a non-Sith threat to the Jedi, and, and in reality, I want the Nihil to be their own thing. I want Marshawn to be his own sure. character. To to think, wow, there there are people out there with like the the will and, and pure like badassery to take on the Jedi. But if you were alive for, to see Episode Eight, and then mm-hmm. the subsequent episode, you learn that the Sith are behind everything, and we know that it's already oh, been nice. teased that the Acolyte's going to come out. So I think the Nihil are to the Sith what the First Order is to the Galactic Empire. Okay, yeah, sure. I don't think he, uh, I don't think Marshawn is of Sith royalty, uh, nor do I think he is Sith, but mm. I think the, the Nihil, these marauders, they're being manipulated mm. by the Sith, uh, perhaps by the Nameless, who I think were teased in Claudia Gray's uh, Jedi Lost. Uh, what's the uh, what's the name of that, uh, of that novel? Anyway, I, I think they're being manipulated, and we'll see it in a bit. But I think Marshawn, he is Force-sensitive to the same extent that it, okay. uh, as uh, Admiral Haldo and Han Solo. But I think, sure. though he's not Sith, I think he is of the Sith, like uh, Ochi from Rise of Skywalker and the latest uh, ah. the latest uh, Darth Vader comic. So he's an assassin. He's doing things on behalf of the Sith, but he is not Sith himself. You think you think Martian? Do you think Martian ha- answers to a higher power? I hmm, 
I don't think like as of right now where we are in the story. Do you think I that? don't think so? Like I don't think you're gonna get an epilogue okay. scene in the next uh, novel where he's like where he turns like on a hologram. Yeah, yeah, like Snoke or, yeah. you know <laughs> my master. Snoke, the, you know what I mean? Like you're right, my right, master, right. the great, uh, the great disaster. Darth as Plagueis. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I think he thinks he is his own man. I think he he thinks he is uh, in control here. But I really think that he, he is he is a tool for the Sith because uh, we know that the old Republic is being fleshed out in bits and pieces in current canon. And oh sure, yeah, yeah, and that in the beginning of Episode One, Yoda, like the smartest, the wisest, arguably of all the Jedi, he thinks that mm-hmm. there's only two uh, Sith left, and that. Like the Sith are just but gone. they also think that the Sith are extinct. So we know the Sith can't really reveal themselves. Right. Because I think they say in the Phantom Menace that the Sith have been extinct for like a thousand years. And when when Maul comes back and reveals that he's got a red lightsaber and that he's a Sith, mm-hmm. they're kind of dubious to the fact that there might be Sith. So whoever the Sith are, if they if they are in any way prevalent in in the High Republic, mm-hmm. they've kind of got to keep a low profile. Definitely. And I think what the Nihil ultimately are supposed to do, along with the Drengear and I guess the Nameless, are ultimately to pepper down the Jedi to get them to turn uh, to turn a blind eye to the the Sith's machinations at this time because we know they're there somewhere uh, yeah. we just don't know yet and Marshawn is part of that and I think what well, the relic he has uh, the purple one that uh, Yoda okay well yeah uh, minor spoilers Yoda Noda knows it exists hmm. um, so the artifact I think uh, that is a Sith artifact I'm just gonna go and say it I it's not a holocron yeah I think it may, it may be a Sith weapon. How exactly it is utilized, I have no idea. But sure. if I can speculate just with the air of speculation I have, I think it may have something to do with Darth Nihilus from the old uh, KOTOR games, from the old Knights of the Old I mean, Republic. that would, the Nihil, Darth Nihilus. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, I know I know it's linked by like the philosophy of, of, of Nihilism and stuff like that, maybe... But I don't know. I mean, are the Nihil really that late? I don't know. Right. Because right? Yeah. Um... The, the design on the, on the thing, it shows like a bunch of people like screaming faces in agony, chains and fire. And so I think maybe right. either it is some aspect of of Darth Nihilus, like some aspect of his soul or like perhaps the souls he may have captured. Assuming this is all yeah. assuming that he is canon and uh, made canon eventually. But I think it is without a doubt a Sith weapon that somehow it came into his and his father's hands. The only thing that I would counter your theory with is that the it's stated in Light of the Jedi that Asgard Roe, who was Martian's father, they, they found the Nihil. The Nihil were already a pre-existing thing before they found them, and, and they actually like shaped them into something. So, But I think the Purple Rod might be more linked to like Martian's people. And we know that Martian's name isn't actually Martian Roe, it's something else, he doesn't reveal what it is, mm-hmm. which is interesting in itself. Do you have any, like, kind of explanation as to that? Or well, do I mean, like, I, I, do, I do speculate he is Force-sensitive, and according to yeah. the description, on top of the fire and the chains and all that stuff, it, it, it's, like, glowing, like, it's breathing, it's alive. And that just... It's like screams, purple, isn't it? It's, like, glowing purple. Glowing purple. Which, to be fair, with, with the Sith, Sith strike me as more like red. I'm thinking maybe purple might imply that it is something kind of different. Very, but, very well, well could I'll get onto be. my theory in it. Yeah, very well could be, and it's it's even up to, like, in the latest comic, I will just say, read the latest issue of High Republic Adventures number two, and I, okay. I think it it requires uh, force sensitivity to activate. And he does, does he activate it? Unless, unless that's why he wants load. Very possible, but at this point I'm just speculating. No, that's, I mean, that's that's really important information. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Do you have anything more to add to it before I get onto my theory? Nope. My mega theory? Nope, take it away. Okay, 
So I'm going to throw a spanner in the works here. I'm going to I'm going to deviate from the the common course of thinking here. I'm going to say that Martian Bro is not linked to the Sith, nor will he ever be. And I hope so. I hope that's the case. Maybe maybe that's more like wishful thinking because I kind of hope. Okay, so when we saw like the Sith are linked to everything in the sequel trilogy, right? That kind of makes sense because it's the sequel trilogy, and if you look at it as like story between the Jedi and the Sith, it works as the closing arc of the of of this nine part story. Right. When you're looking at the High Republic, I do kind of wish it to be something different and something separate. And I think Star Wars does sometimes run the risk of making itself a little bit too small with cameos and, and all that nonsense. And it, it can really end up hurting itself, I think. It can become a little bit too patting itself on the back. And I do kind of hope that we're kind of dealing with something new because the Nihil really do feel like something new and fresh. And Martian feels like something new and fresh. And I think to maybe just make them Sith or something kind of linked to the Sith might be a little bit disappointing for me, personally. Depending on how it's done. So, my theory on Martian, I think potentially what's happened is, whether or not he was alive at this time or not, whether he was a kid, whether he was not born, I think that his people, the Martian Row people, the Row people, the Row race, I'll call them, because we don't actually know what they are, I think they were getting involved in some less than savoury business, but they weren't necessarily harming anyone, it was just more of like a rising threat. Maybe their family had a history of it, maybe like their people had a history of it. But they themselves maybe weren't doing anything too bad. But definitely the Jedi were keeping an eye on them because they feel like there's disturbance in the Force. And they're like, hmm, not really feeling too good about that. So the Jedi come over and they're like, hey guys, you know, we don't, we try not to intervene too much. But this kind of shenanigans of what you're doing right now, not okay. We can't really abide by it. So can you please stop? I think I think it's something to do with the Purple Staff. Well, well, just a, a real quick to jump in. You think the mm. Jedi are aware of the Rose or like the Nihil or like the Nihil because of the Rose? This so this this timeline would take place like quite a while before the events of Light of the Got Jedi, you. when Martian Rose Planet and people still exist. And I think the Jedi came over to them and they could feel the disturbance in the Force and Rose people were still kind of. Uh... So this isn't the Nihil. This is like his actual like home planet race, right? Right. Right. And the Jedi come over, and they say, stop this. And then the Row race is like, no, like you, you can't tell us what to do, we're our own people. And it eventually it escalates, and the Jedi that are there choose to essentially massacre the Row race of people, because this is it's like a similar thing to like what Mace Windu was like with Palpatine, when he's like, it's too dangerous to be kept alive, and he has to kill him. Because I think the Jedi in the High Republic era almost seem to be like almost like too perfect. And it, to me, that almost screams, when it, when anything's too perfect, it screams to me that they're, they're hiding something. Right, there's going to be a fall. swept under the carpet. Right. And I think, it's not like some like uber conspiracy that Yoda's aware of, maybe, but I think there's a select few Jedi. I think it's very possible that we'll get onto this maybe in another episode, but I think it's very possible that Master Porter Engel was involved in this. Oh yeah, he would know. Because he likes he likes the thrill of battle, he's left it all behind, but he kind of has a taste for it, right? And I'm thinking that maybe he was involved in this massacre and he it kind of like troubled him and he kind of stepped away from like the fighting of the giant. But then when he's called back to it, he enjoys it almost in the book. It's, it, he's described almost enjoying the thrill of battle. And I think that the row race was completely obliterated, save from Martian's grandmother, his father, and depending on the timeline, maybe Martian's mother as well, if Martian was born or maybe, maybe Martian's grandfather. It really depends if when this took place. But either way, so they so they escape on the gaze electric, right? But with like very very few of the race, a f- like a handful of their people, their family, somehow they manage to get away. And Martian or Martian's father witnesses the the kind of savage savagery of the Jedi firsthand, and he teaches Martian about this, and he's like, yeah, the Jedi, like that they're, they're not 
what you think they are. They're these kind of because they are and they aren't, right? If they, if they did that, then they are kind of they, they do have a savagery to them. But also at the same time, they were also maybe the the, the row race was actually up to something kind of bad. And I'm not trying to justify the Jedi's actions if this is the case, but maybe you know maybe there's this there's probably like two halves of the story right two two versions of the story so i think that martian now has like a vendetta against the jedi and i think this is all about him getting his own back on the jedi from what he did to his people. right absolutely and i was gonna say like that, that begs the question like we were hinting at like the fall of the high republic how they eventually go from like the white and gold jedi they are now to like the brown mm. the black um, brown robes that they they're in the prequels mm. but now it, it begs the question why are they all like high and mighty and like trying to be so like King Arthur's Knights of the Round Temple now all of a like sudden. Like angelic. Yeah, kind of, like it feels like they're kind of, yeah, it's like they're, they're trying to rebrand themselves in a way. And at first, yeah, no, at first I felt like this is because of the canon Mandalorian Wars, because we know there was a Mandalorian Wars in this canon, in this canon's yeah. version yeah. of the Old Republic. And I thought, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But that also adds mm-hmm. credence, like maybe on top of like massacring the Ma- uh, the Mandalorians and blowing up their planets, like to the point of where it's there's only a single city left. Maybe they went yeah, out and exterminated sure. other races and civilizations that they thought was a threat. They were soldiers in this case, and not even like peacekeepers. So that actually it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't really like saying the Jedi, you know, Anakin, like the Jedi are evil kind of thing. But maybe you know these things go through like phases in their history where it might be less than good what they're doing, and they might be like thinking they're acting on the greater good, but actually not. And I think that what Martian's tale could be is actually like a tale of destruction only breeds more destruction. So the Jedi destroyed Martian's planet, and now Martian's hellbent on destroying the Jedi and the Republic and everything they stand for. And I think his plan for Loden Greatstorm is to turn him into a monster, into a mindless machine with this construction contraption that he's made that kind of like makes him his mind kind of unsteady. And he's gonna like show people because everyone kind of thinks if if everyone in like the society of the new Rep- of the High Republic thinks that the Jedi are these perfect angelic beings sent from the Force itself. But Martian, in his head, he's thinking, no, they're actually like monsters. He's going to construct his own monster, and he's going to show the galaxy what the Jedi truly are, even if he has to construct that himself. Absolutely. And yeah, that that's my theory for what he wants. Yeah, to do. no, I could be. I'm probably way wrong. No, right, you. But I can tell theory. you. I think you're like ninety percent right because in the first Knights of the Old Republic, yeah. minor spoilers to anyone who hasn't played that, but it's not that big. It's the main character. Uh, oh, the main antagonist uh, kidnaps one of the protagonist uh, Jedi, and for that specific mm. reason, you said to show that the Jedi are fallible. And this particular oh, Jedi you- protagonist was like. Like, I am better than you. Like, kind of the pretentious pre- uh, Mace windu Jedi right. of the prequels. So what he did was subjected her to, like, torture. Like, a never-ending torture for the sake of her becoming mm. angry and becoming a mindless... Well, not necessarily mindless, but, like, dark side thinking Jedi. To show that even the highest among you can, you know, come down, crawl in the mud with us. So I think, regardless of, like, whether he's Sith or not, I think that point at least is correct. Right, right. Because that would, that, I mean, because I'm always about, like, whenever I think of, like, anything to do in a story, it's always like, what's going to give us the most drama, right? And I'm thinking that if he turns Loden into a monster, now, what will happen with Loden, I don't know. I have theories on that. I have theories that through trying to corrupt Loden, I think that Loden might start to, uh, quote-unquote, corrupt Martian, and it will kind of give him a, a call to the light. Whether or not, whether or not he'll accept that or not, because he obviously has a preconceived idea of what the Jedi are. Maybe Loden will show him a different idea, and that will maybe rub rub Martian the wrong way. I think it would also give 
Bell. Bell, who I kind of feel maybe will be set up to be like one of the main protagonists, like one of the like the really core protagonists of this entire saga of the High Republic. It would really set him up to have a great kind of dynamic with Martian, who is like the main villain, and I think that could be really, really promising. Yeah, no, that that's that's basically essentially my my theory of what happened with Martian's people, and I think it would add a nice layer of complexity. And it's a bit dangerous adding grey morality to Star Wars, but I, I think it, it does work when it can be done right. Definitely. I hope your theory is the one that uh, is the one that turns out true, honestly. I hope he is his own character, and I hope he continues being built up as the kind of like Ben Solo-esque anti-hero that had something bad done to him. He's yeah. doing bad, but he has his reasons. Right. The one thing I will say about Martian is he does seem kind of cruel. He's very cruel to Mari Santeca. He's very... I think a lot of people have said... Because, you know... The, with Star Wars with villains there's always the idea will they be redeemed and I'm, I'm all for any villain right. being redeemed you know but I don't believe in characters deserving redemption I don't believe redemption is something you deserve I believe redemption is something that you it's it's a change of mindset basically it's just the, it's just the willingness to do the right thing there's there's no there's no sin that's too great for redemption but obviously Martian does seem to take a little bit of sadistic satisfaction in some of the, the things he commits and we'll have to see where that goes. But I think that would be an interesting take if they actually did redeem him from that. Simply because I like the idea that, that pain and anger can cause people to do some horrendous things, but that doesn't mean they qualify less as yeah. people. I will add, though, he has killed more people than the Emperor and like Ben Solo right now combined with the whole the Great Emergence. So let's see, let's see how he is redeemed that is from that. <laughs> hey, man, like I said, it's not a, it's not a tally of sins... It's it's a change of mindset, so we really will see. But I, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not I'm not banking on 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 his redemption, but I do think Star Wars has a has a has a big theme in in redeeming villains and and how pain is uh, is the is the kind of bringer of of all bad things. And anyway, I think that might wrap us up. Like I said before, if you want to give us a like, comment, subscribe, please do help us out a lot. Please join us on r slash Great Hall of the Nihil uh, to talk with us on our subreddit. Or join the Starlight Beacon Discord group, which I will link in the description. But thank you all for joining us. We hope you keep riding the storm all the way to join us for the next episode. And remember, we are all the night. See you next time.